This is episode one of Disco Teepee's conversation series. We don't really have a name for it yet, but I think a name is probably going to come sooner or later. We'll just have to see how things pan out. So I'm very honored to have Miss Brooke Ryan as my hey, first hey. guest. She is going to be my willing participant and as my first test, test subject, really. Uh, so thank you so much for being here. Of course. Um, so I want to back it up and just talk about Disco TV. Um, started this blog a few years ago as a platform to share my love of music, but also connect with others that also love music. I wanted to hear about other people's relationships with music and the role that it plays in their lives. So you are a perfect example of that because music is the foundation of your livelihood mm -hmm. and a huge factor in your life. It is. So I'm going to run down this list okay. of accolades you sent me. <laughs> So this is just the tip of the iceberg, though. So Mount Pleasant Magazine, Best Radio Personality, 2016, 2017, 18, 19, mm -hmm. runner-up, 2015. Yes. Mount Pleasant Magazine, Best Local Celebrity, 2017, runner-up, 16 and 18. Charleston City Paper, Best Local Radio Personality, 2013, 2017, 2018. Post and Courier, Charleston Choice Best Local Radio Personality, 2017-2018, and Key to the City recipient, Mount Pleasant and North Charleston. Correct. <sighs> I know, right? <laughs> and I was the prom queen in high school, too. Well, How about I, that? And you told me the the best bubble blower? Yes. I was a bubblegum <laughs> blowing competition. I was in one in Seattle. This wasn't like a big deal. It's not mm -hmm. like I trained for this. Yeah. But we were at this museum in Seattle, and I can never remember the name of it. But if you've been to it, you know it. It's the one that has like the big circular up high thing that you can ride a bike on. Mm -hmm. So if anybody that's been to it, it's like the space and something or other. Or the space needle? Not the needle. Okay. No, but it was like a museum around that area. Mm -hmm. But um, they had this competition and there was a child competition and an adult competition for the best bubblegum blower and bubble yum was the sponsor for it and I was like I'll enter why not yeah and the people had gone first the adults had gone first and the guy that won I was like what's the trick because I was like 11 or 12 ish and he said get the first bubble that you have because you had a timed amount oh, the wow. first bubble that you have that you think is like legit that might actually have some merit mm -hmm. have them come over and measure it because they would literally come over with this tool and measure <laughs> the size of the bubble wow bubble yum is very serious right and so I got this good one and I was like not yet and I did the next one and I still had like five more minutes to blow bubbles mm -hmm. but I was like this is the one and they came over and they <laughs> measured but his strategy was so right because yeah. at the very end people I'm sure had bigger bubbles than mine but as you got closer to the two minute mark and the one minute mark you start to freak out mm -hmm. and you're you, then you your bubbles you're are trying, soft and yeah. you're like using your tongue to try to get the bubble you know and do the whole thing and so i won okay Hi. all right so then that's just again. that's my proudest accomplishment <laughs> as you can tell <laughs> well i mean the accolades that i mentioned i mean speak volume to how big of a asset you are to the music community in charleston so let's talk about the earliest memory you have of music I think the first one, obviously, I mean, I remember having one of those Fisher-Price record players that I would mm -hmm. play Three Blind Mice on and those sort of things. But the first one that I remember with like real music was my mom and our record player. And she had a bunch of, she was a huge Michael Jackson fan, grew up in Gary, Indiana, which is where they're from. Mm. And so, you know, she loved the Jacksons and Michael specifically. And so she would play one of the albums and it was the one that had the way you make me feel on it mm -hmm. but i would always say to her i want to hear hey pretty baby like play hey pretty yes. baby because it's hey pretty baby with the high and so i just like 
that that's the first thing that I think of is dancing with my mom at our house mm-hmm. to a Michael Jackson record. That's kind of where my love affair started. So, I, okay, we'll come back to that. Because I was like, I feel like the music that you're kind of introduced to first as a kid. Yeah. I mean, it definitely influences the music that you listen to and that you are prone to choose. Absolutely. Moving forward. Um, but we're going to circle back to that because that just gave me a thought about some of your current loves yep. of music. So. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so how would you define your relationship with music? I, obviously, it is my livelihood. I'm, yeah. I'm a radio personality, and so I get paid to be in a space where I listen to music all day long. And it's also one of those things that even when I'm not at work, because we play a lot, you know, we play top 40 music. So mm-hmm. do I get sick of the songs that we play over and over and over? And I get it when you call the radio station and say, can you please stop playing yeah. whatever the song <laughs> is? Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga Shallow, please. Mm-hmm. I want to stop hearing it too. But the majority of people want to, and they don't hear it at the same level that I do. But even beyond that, I mean, I have songs that, when I'm in a bad mood, I think music does this to everybody. When you're yeah. in a bad mood, you can use it to either pick you up or let you feel your feelings in that moment. I have songs that when I'm ready to go out and have a good time, I pop it on and it's like, this is this is where it's at. Or Let's to, get it popping. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> songs to pump you up. I yeah. mean, it really, it's such a, it's a way that in literally seconds, you can change your mood or enhance whatever mood you're already in. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. A very passionate love affair. Um, So you mentioned working in radio. Yes. So this is probably going to be the only, I guess, business-esque question. We're going to make sure all the other questions are fun. Um, But with all the streaming services, Spotify, Pandora, SoundCloud, um, how do you feel that radio, how does radio still play a role in musicians and the business of music? I think that we, this came up a lot too when Sirius and XM first started. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, video killed the radio star. And now video didn't kill the radio star. It still yeah. happened, you know, and then Sirius and that's going to kill it. And then the Spotify. I think that the beauty of radio, especially in a market like Charleston, is when you have a cluster of stations, the stations that I work for, and I'm not even going to say it's not other stations as well, because mm-hmm. I've worked in other companies here. Um, but especially ours, we're very locally focused. So take the music out of it for a second. The stuff in between the songs, the people that you're hearing talking, they're the people that are experiencing everyday life with you here in the low country. And you can't get that from Spotify. Mm -hmm. You can't get that from different mediums. So that's one of the really special, unique things about being on the radio. And also I think just in general, in any market, as much as I listen and definitely have Shazam so I can find out what a song is if I've never heard it before because I'm listening to a different station that maybe isn't always or my husband's in the car and he's playing whatever he wants to play and I'm like what's that you know um I've got my Spotify's I've got a subscription to Apple like I I still use all of those things but I think radio too when you get in your car you have to think about okay, if I don't have a playlist, if it's not somebody who's so into music the way that, you know, you are, Maggie, mm-hmm. to where you probably already have 500 playlists that you're like, yeah. <laughs> it's Monday at two o'clock, I need to listen to this yeah. one. Go follow my Spotify. Right. Just, you know, a plug. Most people that listen to the radio or listen to music in just kind of a passive way, they don't want to have to sit there and look and go, what song do I want to hear? Mm-hmm. They just want to turn on a station and listen to music, whether it's country or pop or, you know, R&B or whatever it may be, they want to turn that on and have it there for them, already programmed, 
knowing that they're going to hear a song they know, mm-hmm. knowing that they might hear something new, mm-hmm. an oldie but a goodie, you know, and, and that's really the philosophy behind programming the music as well. I mean, people do say all the time, why are you playing this song over and over and over? If you're somebody that listens for a longer span, most people change their radio station because they've gotten to their location, they've gotten to their job every 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you may hear that Gaga and Bradley Cooper song every two hours. Yeah. But it's because most people are only going to hear that once in the day. Mm -hmm. They're not in their car listening for a complete 24 hour span. But then there are people that listen to our stations religiously that have to bear with it the way that I do too. Yeah. (laughs) But they love us enough to get through it. Exactly. Well, and you just mentioned that you were promoted to program a. Assistant program director and music director. Okay. And what does that mean? So it means that like Mike Edwards, who's also Mike, the guy on the two girls and the guy morning Mm -hmm. show, he's the program director. He's the one that is the boss, but basically he's handing off some of the reins because he's got a lot to do on his end. So I deal with the record reps when they're, you know, sending out new songs like today's ad day, which Mm -hmm. means this is when they're trying to pitch all the songs to us. So I've had like 500 emails that I've had to answer back and forth. Yes, we're going to add this one. No, we're not there yet for this one. You know, all of that. But um, I schedule the music that plays. It is, radio is like a playlist. It's not Mm -hmm. just a random like, oh, I feel like playing this song. Let me put it in. It's a, if you're on a top 40 or country or like normal, I don't want to say normal. That sounds terrible. If you're on a station that's programmed that way, like I know Mm -hmm. the bridge I don't know if they still do, do, but they used to. You had creative control to put in songs and do things. Yeah. In a lot of other formats, you don't necessarily have that control. It's already done for you. Mm-hmm. Of course, can you have the exception where you put something in that's different than another? Yes. But for the most part, the playlist is already done. So I do that playlist. So like you said, you, you get emails every mm-hmm. Monday for people to get in to rotation. Yes. Um, and you said a particular term, which is on Mondays it's ad day ad day so yes. what is ad it means you're being added Add to the quote unquote playlist Correct. of your radio station yeah. how does someone get picked to be added it is a very very <laughs> hard thing especially if you're looking for pop radio yeah or any sort of format along those lines not like a triple a mm-hmm. or you know format like the bridge or those sort of things where they do feature local artists and play those sort of things um, not that we wouldn't play a local artist, but we go off of the charts. Mm-hmm. So if it's not charted, which that means it's getting spins on other radio, it's Billboard. I mean, we're yeah. the Hot 100, but there are specific charts for each genre. Mm-hmm. So maybe a country song may be on the Hot 100 at 50. We're probably not going to play that one, but the country station is probably playing it because it's in super high rotation. Mm-hmm. We have a Hot AC is our... Um, the genre that we play. So we have our own charts that we go to and we look at and we see, okay, what's playing? What's making sense? And also like today we had to choose, do we add the new Ariana Grande song or not? We're already, because her other two singles, Mm -hmm. Breathe In and Thank You Next, are high up there on the charts. I mean, we're talking in the top 10 and then the top, well, I think they're both in the top top 10 10, right now. So it's like, we've already got two Ariana Grande songs so we can maybe wait two weeks to add the new seven rings we're not the quickest to add songs either Mm -hmm. we kind of keep it consistent and keep it moving and all of that there are a lot of other stations that'll do it quickly um but to add in seven rings as well that's three ariana grande songs that are going to play a lot Mm -hmm. on top of the other two or five or six however many ariana grande songs that we have in rotation in other categories we can wait on that yeah you know so um when it comes to adding back to the local part I kind of got off on a tangent but 
it's hard because if you're not on the chart, which Spotify spins, any of those absolutely get factored in. Okay. That's something that record labels will send out and say, you know, it may only be at 30, but it's getting added X, Y, Z, you know, it's at the whatever percentage of being added and the Spotify and this charts, especially in Europe, because they direct it to Charleston. Mm-hmm. This is what people are searching for. This is what people are streaming. So it may not be the highest on the charts, but it's something that people in Charleston really love. So that's why you'll hear different songs in different markets when it comes to pop music. You might hear a song a little bit, you know, more than you would in New York mm-hmm. here, you know. So they're factoring in the demand too, like the local demand for the type of music? Yes. Okay. And that's where they, they get those sort of stats from the streaming services. They can show like, hey, this song, whenever it's played, people go, what is this? Yeah. They don't know what it is yet, but they like it and they want to know enough to figure out what it is. Yeah. So if someone's pitching a song to you from a record label, Mm -hmm. um, is there an ideal like format of this email when they pitch these songs to you to be added? I mean, the labels, it's a formula. I mean, they just send out the email and it's artists. It's Ariana Grande. It's Kelly Clarkson. Every once in a while, there's a new one that they're like, hey, we really want you to just they'll tell us three months before they want to add it. Keep this on your radar. Put this on your back burner because we want you to have this in your mind. So in three months when we come to you and go, hey, remember that Zara Larson song right now that yeah. they're trying to get added really hardcore? Remember that song I played for you three months ago that I keep on reminding you about every week? We're at the point where it's time to hopefully get your ad. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they'll do. When it's on a more local level, I'm a person that says absolutely send it out to every station that you make sense that you think makes sense for whatever type of band or artist that you are Mm -hmm. i would focus on more stations that play local music yeah um and what we like to do on our station since i don't want to say this because it sounds (laughs) bad but it's true and you know what the part of me that makes me want to say it is Mm -hmm. because of the fact that like when i was younger i used to sing I sang yep. for years and I, I had demos made. I was in the studio, money, money, money. And I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't like now where you can get a great system on your computer and do it. You know, yeah. I mean, I literally had to book time in a studio and this is just to do cover songs to try to get something together when I was like 15, 16. Mm-hmm. And then the money that you would spend doing the photo shoot and putting the packaging together and then sending it out and all of that stuff. And I was never really good enough to make it make it. I was good, but not that good. But um, I did open up for B2K once. Did you really? (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait, does this mean that you've met Omarion? Oh, yes, I met Omarion, honey. (laughs) Yes, I did. I was also like 17 at the time, but... How old is he? Do you remember? He was a little bit younger than I was, so he was probably like 15, I think. That's still total acceptable date range. Absolutely. Absolutely. They looked like kids. I mean, I looked like a kid too, though. It was so funny. They were all in like, I know it's, what's the term for wife beater now? The shirts, the tank tops? Uh, or isn't there like a politically correct term now? I didn't know that. White Hanes tank top and ribbed tank top. A white tank top. And okay. they all had different <laughs> color, like basketball, like long shorts. Mm-hmm. One was like orange, one was green, one was blue, one was yellow. And then these bandana. it was like a boy band, but like oh, an R&B, like boy band. It was <laughs> hilarious. It was so funny. Looking back, back then I was yeah. like, oh my God, they're so cool. Wow. Um, but I used to yeah. do all this stuff and yeah. I used to spend the money and the time and the effort and send it out and like it is, 
it's not one of those things, the packaging now doesn't really, mm-hmm. I don't want to say it doesn't matter anymore, but because MP3s are available, send the MP3. Yeah. Send the send the videos of you at a show doing, you know, send both. Send yes. like a studio quality, but also like where they see you interacting and the crowd's going back and forth with you and all of that. That's the better route mm-hmm. than putting together, you know, something holy portfolio is not even right. You send it to the state. People don't, the big labels don't send stuff to the station anymore. Mm -hmm. They just send over a link. They send over, you know, what the video of the sizzle reel, like this is why this person's cool and you should add them because they're going to be so popular. The Maggie Rogers girl, she is, you love her. I love her so much. (laughs) They're pushing her hard on pop radio right now. And the sizzle reel that they put together Mm -hmm. is incredible from all the, you know, Rolling Stones headlines to people, you know, shows Jimmy Kimmel or SNL or all these things like Maggie Rogers. Look Mm -hmm. at her. She's amazing. She's the next big thing. Um, So focus more on that. Yeah. When you're putting stuff together, not necessarily like the hard package that you send to the radio station and be realistic. And the other Mm -hmm. thing is like for us, we're a pop station and at mix, we may not, we're not going to pick your, this was the mean thing I was going to say. Oh, okay. Let's be mean. We're not going to. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Yeah. It is very unlikely that your song will be played over the Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper song. It is very unlikely that your song is going to be played over a Chainsmoker song. Yeah. It is very unlikely that your song is going to be played over, you know, the Marshmallow Bastille song. Yeah. So be realistic, right? When it comes to that sort of format and that sort of thing, but also look at other options. We started doing this segment on our show called the seven minute love song, where we will invite a local artist in to basically they have seven minutes. A listener will call in. They'll say, you know, I want to, I want this song for my mom for, you know, her birthday, or Mm -hmm. I want this song for my boyfriend for Valentine's day. And they give facts about their boyfriend, mom, sister, whoever it is that they're having the song written about. Then the artist, whoever it is, Ryan Lil has been one that we've used a lot. We love him. Goes into, he's the best, goes into our production studio and has two songs, which is about seven minutes to write the song Mm -hmm. and then comes back and performs it live on the air. And we'll send a copy of it. It's greatest. The pr- I'm already sweating from the pressure. I'm like, how can you crank something out that quickly? And- he's, he's got it down <laughs> to a science. I mean, we've had a few. Chris Dodson came in and did it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember who else. There was, there's been a few local musicians who come in. But, you know, we it's a way to get yourself on the radio. And we let you sing a, your own song, too. Yeah. So you Or a song of your choice, your favorite cover, whatever it may be. Yeah. But that's Think of the creative ways to get on a station. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's singing a jingle for a commercial, you know, mm-hmm. but whatever it is, find those ways to kind of get your foot in the door. And then who knows if there's a festival happening that yeah. a station's behind, you might be the one that they're like, hey, we need somebody to do this. Come on over. So totally just be creative. So for these um, local musicians that have come in and done, it's the seven minute love song. Yeah. Okay. Have you had any hip hop artists come in? Because I think it'd be really great to see like maybe a rap. Not yet, but that would be awesome. And are you guys still, is this still open? Like how does someone submit? Email me, brooke at mix959.com. Okay. And then just send me links to your stuff because we're not just going to, you know, let anybody come in and do it. We got to see that you actually know how to do it. And realize you have seven, you have to be able to write a song in seven minutes Mm -hmm. off of things that people give you. You know, and if you're a rapper, that means like you need to come with a beat too. It can't just be a dry rap. Like it's got to be, mm-hmm. it needs to sound produced so that when we give it to the person, 
they have a song that they can listen to that's their own or give to somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, as a gift. So we'll record it. We'll do all that stuff. But just make sure that you've got the beat. You can do it in seven minutes. And just email me and we'll go from there. Send me links to your stuff. I love that. It's a really fun. It's so much fun. And is this a weekly thing or just whenever you can get someone that has submitted and someone that's been approved to be on it? We usually do it holidays-ish. But there are times, you know... That it's like, hey, we should do a seven-minute love song. Let's And whenever it's that, we'll reach out to Ryan and just go, hey, we, we're thinking about doing a seven-minute love song. You want to mm-hmm. jump in and do it? And he's always willing. And that's the thing is, like, we, pe- we keep people on file. That way, if there is a time for it to happen, you know, we, we can just yeah. kind of reach back and, and do that. That's perfect. Yeah. Well, and also, it, um, you should do, and this is just a, a suggestion, but maybe not big holidays, but what about smaller holidays? Like National Margarita Day. Perfect. Or National Thunder, Bun- was Thunder uh, Buddy Day. I don't know what that is, but it's isn't, isn't that from that movie with the, the stuffed animal and we're like, we're Thunder Buddies? I know? have no I idea. I don't watch a lot of movies. I, know I don't like, either. I don't know movies. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm like, that sounds like one of those things you watched on a channel on YouTube that you're not supposed to watch. Okay, we'll scratch that. I probably had too much wine, and I probably like have confused it with something else. But, um, but okay, so perfect. So we're gonna keep that in mind for mm-hmm. artists out there that want to get their music on mix that right. are local, Charleston based, or even like regionally based that may right. be in town. Um, if they're coming through and they have a show, like maybe even something like that, if they're playing Possibly. that night. Yeah. We definitely focus. If it's, if we're going to have an artist come on like that, it's usually local. But I mean, hey, if you're from Charleston and you just happen to be living in Asheville because that's where, you know, that could mm-hmm. be, that could be fine too. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right. So we're going to circle back because I know we talked about Michael Jackson is your earliest memory of music. Yes. And he's the king of pop. So let's talk about pop music because mm-hmm. you are on a pop radio station. And for anyone that follows you on any social media, they know that Britney Spears is my queen. She is. She is. <laughs> she is God, Nate. So what about her music speaks to you? Well, obviously, she's not profound, so it's not that she speaks to me musically. Yeah. That's not it at all. Like, I don't want anybody to think that I sit there and go, baby, one more time, these are the greatest lyrics ever written. No. Okay. Oops, I did it again. Wow, what did she mean by that? Like, no. It's not that. Yeah. But going back to when I was younger and I used to sing, she really embodied everything that I wanted to be when it was Mm -hmm. like when I was thinking about my career but I sounded more like a Disney princess but was trying to sing more pop songs which didn't necessarily work and so she was just kind of that like that vision of if I became a pop star that's the kind of pop star I want to be I'm not Mm -hmm. trying to be like the I mean yeah she got a little I don't want to say raunchy but sexier later but I'm talking about like the early beginning part of her like I just loved that I wasn't trying to be a Christina Aguilera I wasn't trying to be all that like I just loved her Mm -hmm. and then as time went on I mean it's just fun yeah good music and by good I don't mean profound and you know the the lyrics speak to your soul or that the progression of the chords and the blah no (laughs) it is just pop perfection yeah you don't think about it you don't have to have conversations about you just play it and it's fun and it makes Mm -hmm. you want to dance and smile or if you're having a breakup when you're 16 from the bottom of my broken heart is a really good one you know I mean it's like they just kind of speak to you on such a basic level Mm -hmm. and I think when you're a teenager and that's when I was introduced to it that's 
kind of what you need. It's just that basic sort of, you're having a breakup. This sucks. You know, we don't have to go into metaphors and things like that. Have that later in life. Yeah. It's just fun. And so whenever I need some fun in my life, which is always, I'm like, let me just pop on some Britney. So, all right. So Britney Spears. Yes. We know that you love her. Now, is there a musician that you also love that maybe um, would shock some people or... Um, I maybe not shock, but you know, it's because like when you think of Brooke Ryan, you think you're always having fun. You right. are always dancing and any of your social media for those out there that may not know you on a only on a social media level. Yeah. Is there another artist or genre of music that yeah. you love? So I, I mean, I do love all music. Mm-hmm. The only type of music that I don't like is like the screaming heavy metal, but I've been to shows and respect it. Because the ability to scream like that and continue to do it is, and the performance value is incredible. Mm-hmm. Just not my speed. Which, which uh, musician or band did you oh, go God, see? I can't even remember. Was it with Slayer? my ex-boyfriend? Yeah, I remember you talking about that. Was it Slayer? <laughs> it wasn't Slayer. I cannot remember oh the God. name of the band Ghost? right now. No, but he loved Ghost too. Oh, okay. but it was one of those. It was one of those things. Okay, but we saw him at the House of Blues in Myrtle Beach, and I cannot remember who it was. <laughs> I almost bought a t-shirt too because I was like, look at me at this show. Yeah. Um, but it just, not for me. Um, but I love, like, I love Trina. A lot of people don't, the bad, she is. She is the baddest she bitch. She is the baddest bitch. She's a diamond princess. <laughs> I mean, yeah. she is like, she's my favorite. I love her. Yes. First time I heard her, and I, I will be completely basic and say the first time I heard her was with Ludacris and B.R. Right, And that is the wow. letter R, B. Letter B, R, right. right. Oh um, but after that, I started listening to the rest of her stuff. And it's one of those that if you see me driving down the road and my arms are flailing and I like <laughs> my head's bobbing, I'm probably listening to Trina. Trina. Um, another one, which we talked about this the other day on the show, and I didn't think it was that crazy or that different, but like I loved Newfound Glory and they're coming to Music yeah. Farm. And when I heard that, I got like super jazzed and that sort of poppy punk that was also huge. I think a lot of the music is what I grew up to that mm-hmm. I love, you know? Um, but I mean, I go across the board. Country, not huge, unless it was like late 90s country, but yeah. that's really the good it for stuff. me on that. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that might be like, whoa. Well, and I feel like, like our, because you and I are very, we're very close in age, or if not the same age. Yeah. Like your formative years of like preteens to teens. I mean, I feel like you hold on to that just for the the, the nostalgia, right? Uh, so I mean, like Newfound Glory, I'm like, yeah. And then there's like Fall Out Boy, yep, and all those bands, Yellow Card, no. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then you get into like Candlebox and Seven Mary Three and things like that. Right. Um, oh God, who's uh, the Jim Blossoms are coming to Charleston? I saw that, and all these reunion tours are giving <laughs> me so much life. Like I am so. I keep on saying like I am so excited about them. So excited. Well, and I think it's really great too because you want that sense of nostalgia. And I mean, I was even um, talking to my boyfriend about this the other day. I'm like, why are there not reunion shows of these like '90s country stars that are right. going on the road? Because you have like the like the Wilkinsons. Do you remember them? Boy yes. oh boy, like they yes. need to come back. I, I mean, even the. There's these um, shows that are going on, I think, um, like R&B. Yes. That will get back together. I mean, I went and saw um, Slick Rick when he was in Charleston, but he brought along like Genuine, yep. Cisco, um, 
but oh gosh, it was Cisco's original band, which now I feel terrible. Drew Hill. (gasps) Yes, Drew Hill. So things like that, I'm like, why is there not like a country version or even like an alt, like angsty version where, you know, it can kind of like resurface that sort of, the thing is there is a market for it. There definitely is. I think, and not that all generations don't feel nostalgic or go, but I think there is something about our age and Mm -hmm. our sort of thing that we will go to those shows. Mm -hmm. We want to. Yeah. We want to relive those things. Even if they only had one or two songs, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. that were hits that you know, but like we still want to go and see it. Yeah. Well, and I feel like if they do have that, I feel like is it just me they're always on a cruise ship? Yes. Like <laughs> And I like a cruise ship, but here's the thing. I, don't I like know. as much look, I paid I love that you're shaking your finger at me right I'm now. I'm <laughs> very whatever. <laughs> I paid a lot of money to meet Britney Spears in Las Vegas. A lot of money. Wait, the first? You've met her twice though, no, right? No, just once. Okay. One time. Okay. I was going to do it this time, but then she had to cancel her residency mm-hmm. because of her father being sick. But I'm sure she'll come back on and then I'll meet her again that time. But even in that situation, it was for a meet and greet. And yes, an experience. You got the tour of the stage and you got to, you know, kind of see Fee, which was her, the, if you ever watch any of Britney's documentaries or shows, growing up mm-hmm. fee was like her personal assistant and best friend and yeah. so fee's the one that did the tour backstage which was like oh my god that's fee yeah <laughs> um but i'm not a girl that wants to go hang out with a bunch of other britney fans and talk about what record was our favorite britney record mm-hmm. and i think about going on those cruises and it's like full of a bunch of super duper fans that that's all they want to talk about i don't know that i could do it yeah I don't know. Not with the artists that I like. Like the super poppy ones. Yeah. That would not be who I'd want to hang out with on a ship for three days, four days. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, I don't know if I could do a cruise in general, but like then you're, <laughs> you're like confined to a very tiny space with, you said, like a bunch of super fans where right. you're like, I don't know if I'm on the same level as everyone else and maybe I don't want to be on the same level as everyone else, right. which no judgment if you are on that level. Of course. Because... Um, if you're a f- super fan, passionate fan, I mean, that's important because that's how the artists, like their career oh, keeps longevity. Um, but yeah, I just, I think it's more the level of enthusiasm where you're like, I'm, I'm going to have to drink a lot more to right. be this enthusiastic 24 seven. Like I'll wear a Britney shirt to a Britney show, but I'm not going to dress up like Britney in one of her costumes to go to a show. No, that's not me. I couldn't wear plastic in general. Right. Or whatever. It wouldn't look good on me anyway. So, no. <laughs> Here I am trying to make it about, I don't want to be that girl. But really, it's like, no, it just wouldn't look good on me. Uh, yeah. I mean, I can't wear like jogging pants some days because I'm like so hot and it's confining. And I'm like, how would you put latex on? It's, right. No. So, <laughs> enough about latex. <laughs> so, um, so this is the last question. And I'm considering keeping this question um, going forward on all of my interviews since okay. this is going to become hopefully maybe a series and I'll be able to interview some other um, individuals that love music and that are in the music industry or where music plays a role in their life. So I think this is a really great question to ask all people. If you could pick one song mm-hmm. that is your entrance song for life and an entrance song is Okay. This is when you leave your house, you've entered a party, you've entered the dentist office. This is the song that says to the world, I've left my house, I'm on stage, here I am. What song is your entrance song, Brooke Ryan? It's not even a Britney song. It's (laughs) 
Khalees Bossy. Okay. That's no, that's a I'm, great that's song. That's what I'm walking into. Okay. That's my like entrance confidence. Here we go. Like if I'm on a baseball team and I'm up to bat, that's what I want to hear to amp me up and get me going. Perfect. Bossy. And I think that's a good question for everybody. Right? Okay, good. Yeah. I awesome. think you should definitely keep that one in for everybody that comes along. Yeah. I think that I, because there's a part of me that's like, oh, but then there's this one and then, no, 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 no. Yeah. It's hard to pick one. And like, I've had one for so many years and unfortunately it was an R. Kelly song. So <sighs> unfortunately, it, I've had yeah. to say, eh, I, time to find a new one. I'll have to get a new one. So as of right now, I do not have one. So when I do have one, I'll have to share it. Yeah. And, um, but that, yeah, that brings us to the end of this. I don't know, Brooke, if you have any parting words or anything that you want to leave us with. Or... I'm going to leave you with the words of Khalees in the very beginning of the song, I'm Bossy. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much, Brooke. We appreciate you being here. Oh, do you want the words or no? Oh, are you going to leave? Oh. Yeah, do you want me to say it? Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. I thought that Can was you record it? No, 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 no. Like, there's, there's that, like, <laughs> intro that she says. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Brooke Ryan, take it away. Okay. <clears throat> You don't have to like me. You don't have to love me, but you will respect me. You know why? Because I'm a boss. Right? Chills. It's good. And that's Brooke Ryan. <laughs>